So good morning, everybody. I know we've already said it, but welcome to Crosspoint again for the second time. All right, I'm going to give you guys just a, a real quick, you're going to see the band coming up and, and sitting down, and we're going to do stuff a little different today. This is something that me and Shane talked about for a little while, and he was like, well, if, you know, he's like, I'd kind of like to try this, so uh, I'm going to be gone this day so you can try it. Cool. I like being a guinea pig. So what we're going to do is we have, I have four different psalms that I'm going to go through. And we're going to, kind of like Phil did, we're going to just pick through them one at a time, and then we're going to worship together. Now, we've talked about how worship is a lifestyle. We've talked about how worship is music. Okay? Today, what we're going to be talking about are, in these psalms, God's promises to us. Bless you, Dave. So we're going to start out, we're going to have, I've got an event planned on, our, uh, on the Bible app if you guys want to check it out there. I actually brought a Bible today. How many of you have seen this in a while? Not to say that you haven't been reading the Bible, I'm just saying, like, usually I just grab my phone, right, because it's always in my hand, so I thought I would go ahead and bring a hardback Bible, and it's a lot heavier than I remember. It's a, come on, guys, it's okay to laugh. We're also going to have the scriptures up here, and we're going to start with Psalm number 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. My place is safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap. I love that word every because it means A-L-L, all. And protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers and he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Now, I just want to hit something in verse 4 because I've always found it kind of interesting how there are a ton of metaphors in the Bible. But the one in verse 4 is, look at that. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. Now, to people that haven't been in church their whole lives, I know I've, uh, I've quoted this verse to people I work with, and they're like, so is God like a chicken or something? Because it's kind of a strange metaphor, right? Anyway, that, was, that one was for free. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils, now listen to this, will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your house. And this is a verse that I've quoted to my kids numerous times when they're scared at night. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. God is my shelter. That's the basis of this. He is our shelter. He is our refuge. And he will rec rescue us from every trap. When we have no other place to go, when we feel like we're completely alone in this world, 
we can always turn to Him. And when we need help, He will hear us. When we call upon His name, He will hear us. Don't fear. I love how the Bible always always tells us. Granted, it says to fear God, but not like in a cowering, ah, God's going to strike me down kind of way. In a reverent kind of fear, in a respectful fear. But the Bible always tells us, do not fear the things of this world. Don't fear no matter how stacked the odds are against you because I am with you and no evil will touch you. Don't feel invincible. Don't go jumping in front of a train, right? Because that's not what he's saying. But he will protect us. No evil will touch you. And then verse 9 says, make the Lord your refuge and he will order his angels to protect you. I love that verse. He will order his angels to protect you. Hmm. Now, kids, my kids don't really get it all the time. Well, how, how many angels does he have? A lot. Well, how do they know, like, how can they protect all of us? You know, what do you say to your kids? They just can't. Just shut them and go to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. But think about that for, for a minute. The Most High sends his angels to protect each one of us. Now, in here, there's probably 50 people or so, probably less, but we each have angels protecting us. We each have angels watching over our homes. Every time something moves in the night, you wake up, your wife wakes up like mine does and goes, hey, did you hear that? I sure did. Go check it out. God's already sent his angels to protect us. That's a cool thing. And as we worship together, I'm going to have the band go ahead and come up and we're going we're gonna to sing a song together. But as we worship, I want you to keep that in mind that our God is strong to save. And he is always there for us and he is always ready to save us. If we call upon him, he will answer. Stand up and worship with us as we sing this. And we're going to move on to Psalm number 23. I'm sure a lot of you probably know this one by heart. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And he renews my strength since I skipped that part. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now, just jumping right into it, verse number one, I have all I need. Just think about that for a minute. Say you get shorted on your check, you've got an extra bill that came in this week. Right? I'm sure we've all been there at least once or twice. Okay, what am I going to juggle to make this happen? The Lord is my shepherd, I have all I need. I don't know about you guys, but just about any time that 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 has happened, where I've forgotten to pay something or whatever the case may be, the Lord always makes a way. And nine times out of ten, he makes a way that I don't understand. So it's like, how? God, I don't get this. How did this happen when? And it's just kind of like he goes, hey, 
It happened, dude. I'm, look, I'm still running things. I'm still taking care of you. You still have all you need. Or even in the times when, say, it's a bill and you don't come up with it in time. Then you kind of have to think, well, my kids still have food and clothes, right? Maybe that bill was for cable. Do we really need that? Sure, it's, it's nice. Internet's nice. Is this something we really need? So I think sometimes when we don't have our quote-unquote needs met, sometimes we kind of go, ah, how dare you, God? But we have to stop and think. We still have clothes on our back. We still have food on our table. We still have the blessing of a family. That's really all I need. And I definitely need clothes because clothing is not optional, right? Food, I could probably go without a few meals. But my girls and my wife, nope. I need them. I need, I need them here. And God, I desperately need him. Without God, there's, there's nothing else. I would be a walking husk. I would just be a shadow. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. I like how when we're tired or when we're kind of fighting him, we're like, oh, God, I don't want to go this way. I'm tired. Do your ki- Those of you that have kids, do, you, do your kids ever get like that? My daughter this morning when I was holding her, she was like, I'm tired, Daddy. You got up 45 minutes ago. What are you tired about, right? But I'm not going to lean down and go, suck it up, just stand there, be good, and sing, and praise God, Ugh. right? Picked her up and let her rest. Because when I'm tired and I'm whiny like that to God, he goes, he probably doesn't do it like I do, like, okay, fine. No, he leans over and goes, look, we'll take a rest. Go ahead, sit down. Get your strength back. He renews my strength. He leads me beside peaceful streams. So in case you want a drink, right? Anyway, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Now, it's no secret that we've all taken the wrong path at some point, right? Where we knew we probably should have gone this direction, but we thought, you know what, God, this way's easier, or I like this way more because it gives me a little more control. And then the ground falls out from under you, and God kind of goes, maybe we should go this way. Maybe you should follow me. No matter what path we take, we take the wrong path he's always there to kind of lead us back and go okay come on we're going to go this way because this is the right path he protects me even when i take the wrong path so even even when we go the wrong path he's not like how dare you sometimes he might give us a little you know a little chastisement which sucks but it's necessary because like children that's how we learn right but then he goes come on let's go and he covers us and he protects us as we go. When we hear and follow, and it talks about this, my cup overflows with blessings. When we hear and follow him, he doesn't just bless us one or two times. He blesses us overabundantly. I don't think we truly know what overabundance is. Now, when I think of overabundance, I kind of think, like a mortal man, like six figures a year, that would be overabundance, right? Like, <laughs> cool, I don't have to do anything. I can just throw the $100 bills in the air. But it's more than that. It's more than 
in our society, we think of it as financial for overabundance, but, you know, there are people in our world, in third world countries, that literally have nothing, and I'd venture to say that they are more blessed and more happy than we are in our country, because they get it that it's not all about the almighty dollar, that God's blessings are not just, here's your paycheck for the week. God's blessings are your family, your roof, if you have one, because some people don't. The clothes that you have on your back. When we hear and follow, he will bless us over abundantly. And lastly, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And then the best part, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. That's the biggest blessing. When we're done with all this earthly, mortal stuff, then the real party begins. So even if we're not making six figures a year or more and we're not super popular and we don't have all the things that we want, when we get to heaven, none of that's going to matter. We're going to see his face. Everything is going to pass away. And we are going to experience joy like we have never experienced before. And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot wait. Some days, and I'm not that, I'm not that old, but as I get older, I, I hear the words of my dad. My, my dad is, I'll say it because it'll be podcast. My dad is 65. So he'll love that I, that I said that. My dad is 65, and he said numerous times over like the last 10 years or so, as his friends start to go on and people that he knew that were older than him start to go home, he says, you know, the longer that I'm on this world, and I know that God still has a purpose for me here, but the longer I'm on this world, the more homesick I get because I got more friends and more family on the other side now. And I start to relate to that a little bit because as I get older, more people that I knew and more, we just had a, a guy that used to go to our uh, my church home before this um, who was one of my dad's good friends. He passed away suddenly. His heart just stopped. He was 51. I mean, that's not that old in today's standards, you know? Just passed away. And it was like, you know, you hear about celebrities and stuff dying in the news, and it's like, oh, well, they probably lived a hard life. But when you when you hear about somebody that you knew personally, it hits you a little bit like, we're not going to be here forever. And now you're thinking, how are we going to drag the service out of this weird hole? I'm just kidding. All right, we're going to sing another song and hopefully kind of raise the spirits a little bit because anyway, so we're going to sing Here's My Heart. So be in, be in thought as we sing through this. Let's give our hearts to him. Let's, let's, pray, let's, let's sing to that end. Let's give him our hearts. Moving on to Psalm number 63. Now, what I find interesting about this psalm is it's actually what he's writing about is a time when he was in the desert or he was in the wilderness. And uh, I think you can, as, as we read, it, some of the stuff he says kind of reflects that. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. So we see immediately that not only is he thirsty physically, but he's also thirsty spiritually. 
I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you throughout the night. Because you're my helper, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. There we go, talking about wings again. Hmm. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Now it gets a little real. But those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin. Hmm. Protection, right? They will go down in the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of jackals. Gross. But the king will rejoice in God. And who trust in him will praise him while liars will be silenced. Does anybody like liars here? People that just cannot tell the truth? That drives me up a wall. When you when you ask somebody a question, it's one of those people that you know you're not going to get the, the right, you know, you're not going to get the truth out of them. Or you're sharing a story and they always have one to one up you. It's like, come on, just... It drives me nuts when people can't tell the truth. But God's going to silence the liars one day. I like how in this passage of Scripture, it starts, it starts out that David's talking about how thirsty he is and how he's longing for God. And he lies awake thinking of you. Now this is going to sound like a weird question. When was the last time you guys lied awake meditating on God's Word? Yeah, me either. Lying awake at night. He couldn't sleep because he was meditating on the God's word. He's trying to he's that's how eager that's how eager we should be to get closer to God. We should be so eager to get closer to God that our guts literally go I know that's a weird visual, right? But that's how eager David was. That's how much he yearned for it. He yearned for God so much, as much as he yearned for water. Think about a time when you guys were really thirsty. And for me, it always happens when I'm out of the house. See how I have my glass of water here? Because I knew I was going to end up getting thirsty before the end of this. You know, you're out and about doing whatever, and you get thirsty. And that feeling in your mouth like, ah, I just have to, I get a little anxious when I don't have water, as Laurie's taking her drink right now. See, I've made her thirsty. You get parched, and then you just, ah, I just have to get something to drink. So you find the first thing that you have, juice, soda, or whatever else, and it's like, yeah, it tastes good, but then you're like, uh, that's not, no, I need, I need water. So as soon as you get home, or as soon as you get near a cold water fountain, you, you know, drink a half gallon of water, and then it's like, oh, whew, that hits the spot. That's how God is for us spiritually. He's the only thing we can take cars, we can take money, we can take this, that, or the other, and try to fill us up with that. And it's not, it may feel good for a little while, but it's not going to fill us up. It's going to leave us empty. So God is our spiritual water. And when we drink, we take him in. It fills us up. Be spiritually hungry today. 
That's, that's probably my biggest challenge for you guys because I'm guilty of it and I, I need to be hungrier than I am for God. Sometimes I feel just kind of, you know, just kind of bland. As, as we go through daily life, it's real easy to just kind of, okay, I've read my scripture for today. Okay, I'm going to go to work. Okay. But to really feel that hunger like what David's talking about here where I can't go another minute unless I'm filled up with the Spirit. I cannot do anything else. I can't move. I am paralyzed in the desert. That's a hunger I want more of. And that's a hunger I pray more for. When we thirst for the Lord and desperately search for his presence, he won't just satisfy our thirst 10% or go, okay, here's a little drink. Here's a little drink. That should get you by for a while. No, he fills us up so much that we're overflowing. And then we get to go out and we get to share that with others. Because we've got more than enough, like we talked about overabundance earlier. We've got more than enough, so we get to take it out and share it with everybody else. I love Psalms. Psalms always has cool little hidden things, and then it has stuff that just kind of smacks you in the face. Anyway, let's stand up and we're going to sing another song here. We're going to sing. This is one of my favorite songs, Phil. I'm glad you picked it. Be still, my soul. Think about this. Think about hungering and thirsting for God as we sing this. All right, our last one today is Psalm number 34. I will praise the Lord at all times. Remember that, at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all those who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed. And the Lord listened. Have you guys ever desperately prayed to the Lord? Like you just had no... You had no hope. You were facing insurmountable odds. Maybe you were waiting on a a possible bad diagnosis. You just didn't know what else to do. And you desperately prayed. More than once, more than once that's been me. And the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. I see that we're talking about fear again, but remember what I said earlier, a a respect, not a cowering of fear like God's going to destroy me if I don't look at him the right way. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, ye godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Kind of sounds like we've heard that before, right? Lord is my shepherd, I don't have any needs. I have all I need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Now these verses really stuck out to me, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Does anyone want to live a a long and prosperous life? Now have you guys heard heard of that book, The Secret? Ever heard of that? Well, there's a documentary on Netflix that 
that is about that. And I'd never, like, I'd seen it, but I'd never really checked it out. So I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this documentary. You know, why not? I was bored. And basically what it's what it boils down to is it's about the law of attraction. Basically, if you think it, say, I'm thinking positive thoughts, then I'm attracting positive things towards me. So let's say that I want to buy a sports car. Say I want to buy a, a Corvette. If I think positively on that, I want a Corvette, and then I visualize it, okay, here's me and my Corvette. Right? You with me? Visualize it, then you will start to attract the positivity of that. You will start, you will tell the, the quote-unquote universe that you want this, and the universe will obey your command, right? That's where it kind of lost me, because I was like, wait a minute, What? Sure, that'd be great. But if, and I hate to sound this way, but if that were true, we'd all be living in mansions, right? And we'd all be driving sports cars. And we'd all have everything we want, not necessarily everything that we need. So it talks about how this is how you can live a long and prosperous life by thinking positive thoughts and acting on those positive thoughts and bringing all this positivity towards you. But right here, does anyone want, want to live a life that's long and prosperous? This is going to seem kind of simple, this next verse, but stay with me. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil. First thing, controls what goes out, what goes out of your mouth. And your lips from telling lies. Ooh. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Okay. So, you know the old saying, garbage in, garbage out? What you take in, you'll then speak out, right? So, if you're taking in, you know, the, rot the rotten jokes or the bad language or anything like that, you're, inevitably, you're going to spit that back out. Now, I, at times, I'll be completely honest with you. I, at times, have had a problem with my language, especially when I get upset. When I get upset, those words just seem to go, you know, just fly out before you, before you even know it, right? You, you stub your toe or crack your knuckle or whatever it is. Oh, in my place of work at a big warehouse, nobody really bats an eye. But the problem is I'm a believer. I don't want people to see that because when they see me going, oh, mother, blah, 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 blah. Do they see Jesus? I don't see Jesus going... Oh, son of a... Stupid... Right? We have to be a representation of Christ. So that's one of my vices is controlling my mouth because sometimes I just have to literally slap my hand over my mouth. And I have little kids. Little kids pick up everything. So when you have a slip, you're like... Oh, no. And they're like, what'd you say, Dad? Nothing, go to your room. Right? Keep your tongue from speaking evil. Now that's not just saying curse words, okay? Don't talk about your neighbor. Don't talk about don't talk about Nathan. Right? <laughs> don't Gideon's not in here to defend himself. Don't talk about Gideon. Don't talk about Lydia. You can talk about Dave though. Dave's okay. <laughs> Dave's got thick skin. He can handle it. And keep your lips from telling lies. Tell the truth for Pete's sake. Turn away from evil and do good. That's pretty straightforward, but sometimes there's that gray line 
that we kind of walk and we're like, oh, I know this might not be the best decision, but I'm going to do it anyway. Stay away from evil. Basically, what it's, what it's summing up and what it's saying it here is hear and follow. We talked about earlier how God will keep us on the right path. We don't have to worry about which road we're taking. All we have to do is hear and follow him. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Hmm. We, have to, we have to work on our spirituality sometimes, right? We, we have a choice every morning when we wake up. I'm either going to hear and follow or I'm going to do my own thing. It's that simple. And we all have that choice every day. Work for peace and to maintain it. Okay. The eyes of the Lord watch over all those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. Ooh. The Lord hears his people when they call, call to him for help. He rescues them from their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I love that because I feel like it. that really sums up God the Father. At one point in our lives before we were believers, we were all brokenhearted. We were all searching for something. God is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. I could testify to that. Every time the floor falls out, okay, case in point. Two weeks ago before I started school, my van blew a power steering line. That was fun. And then the day after, our freezer went out in our refrigerator. Okay, I had to, I had to have the car. And we've got a car that our brand new car got hit the night, let's see, January 30th. wasn't our fault, but we still have to go get it fixed. So we're waiting to get that fixed on top of now my other car and we have to find a refrigerator. So it's like, what? I found myself kind of sitting there going, really, you think we can handle all this? Like, like what, what else? No, I'm not going to say what else is going to happen because that's, don't ever do that. When you feel like the bottom's dropped out, don't ever go, what else, Lord? Because he'll go, okay. <laughs> cool. You want to, sure, I'll answer your question. Uh, let's throw this in there too. But through the course, I, my, wife, my wife keeps me strong spiritually a lot of times because I will I'll just kind of get beside myself and just be like, Meh. you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, especially when I'm working on a car because I don't work on cars very well. I'll get discouraged and be like, oh, I just can't get this thing. You know, and she's like, okay, take a breath. We can do this. She stepped in and helped me finish getting the hose on that car. Laid underneath the car with me got all greasy and nasty and if she hadn't I would have never got it done so that's a little credit to my wife because she deserves it husbands love your wives they do things you never even notice most of you probably know that already in the course of just last week though we emptied out the freezer because we were expecting to have we have a deep freeze thank the lord threw everything in the deep freeze and guess what the freezer started working again I didn't do that. Now, I'm still looking for one, but it's not like I have to get one tomorrow. He saw that need. I prayed and said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do about this, but it's got to get done. 
So, you know, it's you. You you do. I know you'll supply my need. This is my need. This is what my family needs. He took care of it. It may go out six months down the road, but we got six more months out of it. The van we got the hose put on works like a dream. He will supply our needs, guys. Even we feel like we're crushed and we're broken. We got nowhere else to turn to. We don't know what we're going to do. That's when he'll surprise us the most. We're just like, well, I, I just don't know anymore, God. He'll blow your mind. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. So people that do you wrong, or the people that stand up against us because we are Christians, what goes around comes around. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. So the Lord will redeem us when we serve him. See, that's kind of the basis of the whole thing. This is it's, All of these kind of circle around God's promises to us, but it's more than that. They're his promises to us, but he wants us to hear and follow. He wants us to serve him. And when we serve him, when we're on his track and not on our track, he will bless us over abundantly. He's going to protect us. And he's going to redeem us. We've been redeemed, right? We don't have to, we don't have to wait until the judgment to be redeemed. We're our, we're redeemed, but we have to work towards it. We have to keep on because we're all unfortunately human. So we all mess up. We all do things and go, "Oh, what did I do that for?" So we're a work in progress and God knows that. He loves us anyway. And I'm so thankful that he loves us anyway. We're going to sing one more song together and then we're going to, as we, uh, actually we're going to take our offering and then we're also going to sing a song. But See, this is why I have a list up here, guys. See how that works? So bow your heads with me as we, uh, as we get ready to take our offering. And uh, this is another way that we get to worship, guys, because we get to worship through our, through our tithes. Father, we just we thank you for this this service that you've this time together that you've given us, Lord, where we can not only study your scripture a little more, but we can worship together. We thank you for always being there. It's real easy to praise you when we're on the mountaintop. When everything's going great, it's it's easy. But you're the same God on the mountaintop as you are in the valley. And we can still worship you even, even when we're in the midst of the valley. Father, I pray that we'll take these, take these words and these scriptures today and bury them deep in our hearts. As we go through this week and next week and the weeks after that, Lord, I pray that we will use them in our daily life. And when we're down, Lord, we'll will remember that you are right there. That you're in the pit with us. Ready to pull us out. That you're hearing every cry that we that we echo to you. 
And that when we hear and follow, you will not only bless us, but you will bless us over abundantly. Lord, I pray that we'll take the blessings that you've already, that you've already given us and we'll spread them to others. Speak to our hearts as we, uh, as we take our offering, Lord, and just use everything that's given for your purpose, not ours, for your purpose alone. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen.